Um, this is my actually third podcast for today. Also, tr- we'll try to do some um, med bits where, again, these are some of my old notes where, uh, and again, it's a lot of mix, but in this uh, podcast, I'll be discussing a few of the, not vignettes, but some of the notes which I took from various clinical vignettes, and especially in this one is a lot of uh, female reproductive system and and breast uh medicine and uh, then a little bit about endocrine and diabetes and metabolism so let's see what the first uh, <clears throat> comment is uh, it's a, a little bit about the the bilateral hemianopsia and hyperpigmentation and some of them can happen following bilateral adrenalectomy for Cushing's disease you know one of the option and and this is known as Nelson syndrome because again it's a lot of pressure on the pituitary after you have the sudden loss of adrenal glands you know suprarenal glands and I think that's why there is so much uh, uh, release or suppression of the pituitary hormones which results in uh, more ACTH you know hyperpigmentation I would say and um, hemianopsia uh, so pituitary microadenoma with supracellular extension on MRI and extremely high plasma ACTH level or diagnostic of Nelson syndrome it's very aggressive tumor it has to be treated with surgery or pituitary radiation and uh, and sometimes a lot of patients following bilateral adrenalectomy undergo prophylactic pituitary radiation sometimes uh, prevents the development of nelson syndrome so what kind of uh, bits and pieces bits and bobs i would say the first step in the evaluation of hypercalcemia so a patient comes with hypercalcemia test uh, pth level that's always the first step and uh, to discern the hypercalcemia of malignancy with other things the thing with uh, hypercalcemia of malignancy is very robust very aggressive very fast rapidly rapid onset and they have overt clinical features especially a uh, squamous cell you know camus so calcium squamous cell mainly produce hypercalcemia by secreting you know uh, parathyroid related protein i would say pthrp but with lymphomas it's not only pthrp again uh, but also overproduction of 125 dihydroxyvitamin you know, this uh, is again it's a med bit you know it's a trivia more than something important that in squamous cell is pthrp but in other uh, lymphomas it can be pthrp as well as increase in 125 dihydroxyvitamin who knows what whether that's a reality or not and uh, there's a little bit of breast implants breast implant can be silicone implants they can be saline implants but the good thing about breast implants is usually they're not associated with any chronic inflammatory systemic rheumatological neurologic or malignancy so that's a good thing right but our local complications can uh, occur you know like capsular contracture distortion of shape implant deflation and rupture so nothing really to worry about if you're looking for some breast enhancement uh, there are no harmful effects on the developing fetus as well as well as no risk of breastfeeding so that's good um, again i don't know why i have uh, put it there but uh, 
WSW that is women having sex with women have same cervical cancer so there doesn't increase cervical cancer risk as of heterosexual maybe a, a good uh, point out there you know uh, there is something about postmenopausal bleeding aging so atrophic uh, vaginitis is the most common cause however people should definitely look into endometrial cancers you know some serious problems you're not just uh, honestly I don't think this uh, these medbits are really fun. It's a lot of, as I said, a lot of OBGYN. Asymptomatic patients on tamoxifen do not need additional screening for endometrial cancer other than an annual uh, gynecological exam with complete history and routine. So, so you have a patient on tamoxifen and it has sort of known that it uh, increases the rate of endometrial cancer. So, but if the patient is on tamoxifen, but there are no symptoms, there is no need of an additional screening. Symptomatic patients with vaginal bleeding, that definitely warrant further investigation with transvaginal ultrasound or endometrial biopsy. A TIVAS can be used to evaluate endometrial thickening. So that's cool. Uh, condyloma acuminata. Again, some of these uh, vaginal diseases are very... Uh, it's not complicated. I think they have a lot of pathognomic or buzz symptoms. So, for example, condyloma acuminata, anogenital warts, manifests as pruritus, bleeding, burning, tenderness, vaginal discharge, and pain. Depending again on the location, large lesions can be can interfere with intercourse, delivery, and defecation. Small lesions are asymptomatic and usually accidental finding virtual inspection with the application of acetic acid oh, sorry visual inspection that is uh, in which the lesions turn white is sufficient so you have condyloma acuminata i think acuminata means pale white i don't know but if you uh, basically put acetic acid and it turns on oh you got condyloma acuminata i don't know how to manage this there are three major ways of managing condyloma acuminata uh, the first is physical chemical, the second is immunotherapy, and obviously surgical excision. Uh, TCA, tricyclic antidepressants. Are you sure it is? No, 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 no. I think it's trichloroacetic acid. That's bananas. No, no, no. It's, it's not going to be, it's not even going to manage uh, 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 a sort of a structural uh you know disease with so try uh, try cycling i think it's the acid that is the first method of choice uh some patients can be given portophyllin uh then the next thing is ct scan oh we are a little bit into gastrointestinal a couple of uh, uh comments couple of two different topics uh, ct scan can define whether a patient with a acute pancreatitis needs antibiotic therapy or not because you know a lot of patients you go into that and what kind of management but ct definitely is important for that patients in whom 30 percent or more of the pancreas is necrotic may benefit from prophylactic antibiotics with imipenem and mirofenem and again i think the broad spectrum covering pseudomonas especially Apache. The Apache 2 score system of choice to predict the severity of acute pancreatitis and guide management decisions given its good predictive values and ability to be calculated both at admission and on daily. Apache. Apache 2 score. Patients with scores more than 8 should undergo CT scan at 72 hours to evaluate degree of pancreatic necrosis. So I think I covered this page. Uh, there is something about rectocele, very common finding in elderly characterized by the displacement of rectum through the post-vaginal wall. The damage incurred during multiple vaginal births and aggravated by laughing, 
coughing and the effects of gravity. Women with symptomatic rectal seals who are poor surgical candidates may be treated with pessaries. Pessaries should be always be used with estrogen. Without it, it can cause bleeding and discharge. So this is some sort of med bits. I think I will come with these med bit podcasts uh, more often from now because it kind of uh, uh, I, I usually usually pick few topics and discuss some important highlighting facts about it. Thank you.